This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Bruchem Abom, Agon Chodesh. We're coming live from the International Torah Headquarters. Machon Magad Rakiya Kilas Veras Mordechai. Agon Chodesh. If anybody wants to help us complete this great project, please uh, contact us. We're going to, today's breakfast is sponsored by Mayor Kramer in honor of the new Chodesh and the new year. And we wish the mayor and his family good health, success, happiness, nachas for the coming year. Okay, so I want to share with you a few ideas about L'David Hashem Oiri V'Yishi, the minog in uh, almost all communities, is to say L'David, not actually not all, by sons, they do not say L'David Hashem Oyeri and that's because of the very questionable origins of this custom. But we'll leave that for a different occasion. Uh, it's Kemat spread to all Kehilois and Klal Yisrael. And the first thing we have to study when we talk about this custom is what number Tehillim is this? Which number Tehillim is L'David Hashem Oyeri so we know this is Parak Chavzayin in Tehillim. 27. However, it struck me last night that there is a Gemara in the beginning of Brachos that says that when did David HaMelech say Hallelujah for the first time? After, today we said in Baruch Hinafshi, which is a good thing that we said today, uh, at the end of Baruch Hinafshi, we say, Yitamu chatoim in oretz rosham oideinam, Baruch Hinafshi Hashem, Hallelujah. That was the first time David HaMelech ever said Hallelujah. When he saw the downfall of the wicked. So the Gemara says, not until 103 chapters of Tehillim did David say Hallelujah. So the Gemara says, but it's 104, because Baruch Hinafshi, if you look in the Siddur, is Parak Kuf. Dalet. So how could you say after 103? Remember we had a whole share on the number 103. David Amach didn't say Hallelujah until 103. But the Gemara asks it's 104. Barchinavshi that we just said is 104. So the Gemara says this supports the view that Ashrei Ha'ish and Lama Rag Shugayim are one parak. Parak Aleph and Beis are one parak. So the Gemara says this supports the view that the first chapter, two chapters of Tehillim are one parak. So therefore, it's not Kufdalit, it's Kuf Gimel. Okay? And the Gemara even brings a Raya. The Gemara says, every parak that was dear to David, he began with Ashrei, he ended with Ashrei. Parak Aleph begins Ashrei Ha'ish. Parak Beis ends Ashrei Kol Chosei What do you mean? But it's two different prakim. No, it's a Raya, it's one parak. By the way, maybe this Wednesday night we'll speak more at length about the great power of Tehillim in general, and especially in Chodesh Elul. We spoke about it a little bit on a clip this week, but Minhag Yisrael is to say Barabim, ten prakim of Tehillim, after davening every day of Elul. It's even brought in the Mishnah You know, most shuls, will, you, won't, you won't see doing this, but there's a special Indian of saying Tehillim and Elul as part of a process of tshuva. Anyway, once the Gemara said that the first two prakim of Tilma are one parak, then it dawned on me, then Ladavid Hashem Oiri V'yishi is not parak Chav Zayin, then you can make the case it's number 26. And 26 already, 
has great significance. So I think the first thing, that this was the Matana last night, that you can make the case that Ledavad Hashem is really Keminyan Havaya. So let's develop that further. The Hafla, Rav Pinchas Horowitz writes in Parshas Achrei Mois, that what, why do we say Ledavid in Elul and Rosh Hashanah and uh, Yom Naram time? The Mate Ephraim offers uh, a novel a- explanation. The Mate Ephraim says, well, the Medrash says, Oiri is Rosh Hashanah. God is our land, Rosh Hashanah. The judgment of Rosh Hashanah gives us a light to look into our actions and to sort of pierce through the veil of the the way the Yitzhahara wants to cloud our vision looking at our actions. V'yishi Hashem saves us on Yom Kippur. And we say, in, uh, we reference the Sukkah, ki yitzbeneni b'sukkah b'yamra, that's a reference to Sukkot. That's what the Matei Ephraim says. However, the Hafla writes, there's a special reason why we say the David Hashem during this time of the year, and that is because if you count the number of times that Hashem's name is mentioned in the David Hashem, the David Hashem, 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 Panecha Hashem, Vashem Yasin Hureni Hashem Darkecha, Adim Nevisikam Vayashem, Vacham Zulam Mantri Lurstov Hashem, Yasam Yasham, Chazrev Gam Yasham, 13 times. Hashem's name appears 13 times in the Dabra Hashem, corresponding to the Yud Gimel, Midois, Harachamim, that are dominant and illuminative during this time of the year. So the Dabra Hashem says the Hafla is a Mizmar that has 13 mentions of Hashem's name, and that's appropriate during this time of the year, namely, namely the time that we're trying to invoke and evoke the Yud Gimel Midois Harachamim. So I saw in a sefer called Yidin Nefesh by Rav Nisim Dayan, and he writes this in a few of his farm. He writes this in the sefer Yidin Nefesh. He also writes this in a sefer called Soifayich. That based on this hafla that we mention Hashem's name thirteen times, Keneged but we say it morning and night. A total of 26 times. Why? So he brings this idea. Does anybody remember how many words in the Toichacha? There are 676 words in the Toichacha. Okay? Gematria Ra'ois. Reish Ayin Vav Taf. 676 words in the Toichacha. So by saying Ladavid twice a day, that's 26 mentions of Hashem's name. What's 26 times 26? 676. Keneged, the words in the Toichacha. So by saying Ladavid twice a day, you, you abolish, you eliminate, you fight off, you ward off the 676 Klalois of the Toichacha. This is Marumas, the Chida says, in Rabois, Ra'ois, Tzadik. Many evils before the tzaddik. How many? Ra'ay, 676. Umikulam, from all of them, Yatsilenu, Hashem. The name of Hashem will save you from all of them. So to me it's interesting that we're saying Ladavid twice a day to get 26 mentions of the Shem Havaya. 
And Ladavid, according to the Gemara in Brachos, is the 26th chapter of, Te- of Tehillim. Now, he brings another interesting idea. This I never knew before. We know, we know on Yom Kippur, we say the Yid Gimomidus Rachmim many, many times. We say it in the Slichais of uh, Mariv, and we say it many times in the Ilah. Did you ever count how many times we say the Yid Gimomidus Rachmim? What would you guess? Between Mariv and Ni'ilah, how many times? This I didn't know. We say, he says, 26 times the Yudgim Between Mariv and Ni'ilah. So again, this is the concept we're trying to ward off. 26 times 26 is 676, the number of words in the Taichacha. Okay, now... Interestingly, there is a one letter of the Hebrew alphabet that does not appear in Ladavid. Remember this? There's one letter. Now, who says we should make a big deal about letters that appear or we don't appear? We find this very often. The Gemara Brach is Abdalanobe says, Oh, why is there no nun in Ashray? Right? Or the Medrash says that until the Khed of Adam Arishain, the following letter does not appear. Samach, there's no Samach in the Chumash until the Chet of Adam Arishain. The Balaturim points out in Parshas Kisavoy, there's no Samach in Parsha Bikurim. The Rabbeinu Bechaye points out in the Bracha to Yehuda in Parshas Vayechi, there's no Zayin. And what letter does not appear in Ladavid? Gimel. That's in Mizmar Ladavid. What? There's no Gimel. There's no Gimel in Keladain? There's a letter missing in Keladain. There's no Gimel! So that means it's not a good time for the Shas party to... But there's no Gimel in Ladavid. Why not? Okay, so now we're going to focus on probably the most iconic and well-known sentence in Ladavid Hashem Oyer and that is David HaMelech says, Achas! One thing I ask of God, that is what I seek. Namely, to sit in the house of Hashem all the days of my life, to behold the sweetness of Hashem, and to visit His temple. So here's the problem. David HaMelech says he asks Hashem one thing. There's a Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara Tainus says on Daf Chesam Beis. You ready for this? This is a, a, a very big chiddush. You must know in the times of Rabbi Shmuel Bar, of, of Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini, there was famine and plague. They said, "What should we do? To daven for two things? You know how to daven for two things?" So they said, "Okay, better to daven that we don't die." Because it's better to be alive and hungry than to be dead. So it beats the alternative. Let's daven for the death to stop. So Rav Shmuel Bar Nachmini said, No, daven for the famine to stop. Because when God gives food, He gives it to the living. Shenemar, chai. In fact, the Gemara, how do I know you don't daven for two things? Like it says, 
in Sefer Ezra, Venatsuma Alzois. We will fast and ask God for this. So that implies there was something else to ask him for. But since you only allowed Adam for one thing, we only asked him for one thing. In Sefer Daniel, the Gemara says it says, Virachamin Lemiboy Min Kadam Allah Shmaya Aurozadina. We'll ask God for this secret. That implies there's something else, but you're now at a daven for more than one thing. So when you close your eyes and say, Rebbe Nishalaylam, give me X, give me Y, give me Z, no, you can only daven for one thing. So all the Mepharshim ask, say, how do you daven in Yeah, in Shmanesra you're asking for more than one thing. So the Chida, in his commentary to Tehillim, of Perak Chavzayin, on the Pasuk, Achas Sha'alti Meyes Hashem, he says, Vehikshu HaMefarshim, Mikol Tfilah, Kol Tchinam Shosala, Harbe. So he says that's different. Deheim Tfilois Mesudarais. They, the formulated, arranged Tfilois, you're allowed to ask for more than one thing. But personal requests, you can only ask for one thing. Kam Zachsam Soifer. In Parshas Kisavai, page Kuftesvav, and the Chassam Soifer, like on the Haftarah of Kisavai, he randomly comments, Achas Shoalti Meyes Hashem, meaning, Chazal say, Ein Levake Shal Shnei Dvarim, because you're only going to be answered on one of them. Va'anum Avakshim Kama Vekama Dvarim, Bishmane Esrei, Uva'avinu Malkeinu. Good Kasha, right? When you daven, you daven for one thing. You daven, Hashem, I need health, I need parnasa, I need hatzlachen ruchnias, I need hatzlachen chinuch A lot of things you daven for. So how could you daven for more than one thing? Says Achsam Soifer. But if you could identify the one tachlis of it all, if your kavana is, I need A, B, C, D, E, F, G, in order for, for, uh, in order for me to have the peace of mind to serve you properly, to be able to daven, to be able to learn, to be able to recognize you. I need money, I need health, I need nachas, I need peace of mind. Why? To be able to serve you. That's what David Amel says. All I'm getting is I only really want one thing. I only want to serve you. In order for me to serve you, I need A, B, C, and D. And the, the one thing I want is Shifti Beves Hashem Kol That's always an important uh, idea to remember. That all of our bakoshas of Hashem, if we want them all to be answered, then we have to be able to honestly say that the real reason why, why we want all of them is to get to the level of you have to be able to narrow down that the kavan of all the requests is to be able to serve Hashem. Which is Limur HaTorah primarily. And it is suggested that since the whole purpose of Ladavid is to be able to narrow down that all of my requests in this world are really to be able to serve you to learn Torah, the letter Gimel, the Gemara in Shabbos, stands for Gemoyal Dalem Gemilos Chasodim, which is a close second in importance to Talmud Torah. 
Talmud Torah is the most important mitzvah. Gemilus Chasadim is second, but in the Perak, which is narrowing down, that our one request is Talmud Torah, it omits Gimel, Gemilus Chasadim, because this is the Perak of Acha Sha'alti. Only Shivti B'Mes Hashem, Talmud Torah. We're narrowing down our focus to that, even sort of cutting out more even than we want to do any particular mitzvah, we would like to focus on Talmud Taira. So I want to just uh, share with you one question. What is the double Lashayin? Achas sha'alti me'is Hashem? Oisa avakesh. What is the she'ela? And what is abakasha? Esther says, my, my request and my request. What's the difference between a She'ela and a Bakasha? Or, so, so why is David Melch saying both? Or, Ma She'ela Seich Esther Hamaka and Esther says, Tinasen li nafshi b'she'elasi ve'ami b'vakashasi. So we have different uh, ways of understanding this. Rabbi Yonis Anaybeshetz in the Aros Devash says, What's the difference between a she'ela and a bakasha? What I want now is a she'ela. What I want for long term is a bakasha. What I want temporarily is a she'ela. What I want for eternity is a bakasha. David Amel says, Acha sha'alti. There's one thing that I want, Lizman, for a short amount of time. But oisa avakesh, that is something that from that it will branch off and it will result that I will be in that situation forever and ever. Why? Shivti bebeis Hashem kol yemei Lifetime is a she'ela. Lifetime is temporary. How long does a person live? A person's life is, is transient. So David HaMelch says, I, my transient request is in this world, I want shivti bebeis Hashem kol yemei That's a she'ela lizman ma. There's no nitzchiyas in this world, because life is very short. But from that she'ela, which is temporary, it will branch off the bakasha that I will eternally merit in oil ma'ba to behold the countenance of Hashem, and that is my bakasha. Shivti beveis Hashem kol yemei is my she'ela. From that will result forever and ever I will be so Yonis and Ibishit says She'ela is temporary Bakasha is permanent Don Amal says in this world I want but for it, that will result in the Bakasha of eternity Next approach, the Dubna Magid. Let's say I say, I'm thirsty. I meet you in Great Adventures. 
that was the first mistake we went we made we went to great adventures why would you do that what are you thinking you're going to spend you're going to drive an hour and a half to wait three and a half hours to go on something that will give you permanent brain injury what's what's the purpose but besides that um but I'm thirsty, I'm sitting out in the sun, and I, and I want a dollar. Actually, it's probably not even a dollar. I'm, I need a Coke. It's probably by now, they probably charge $5, okay? After you paid $500 to get in half of your family, right? Anyway, as you could see, I am not a fan of Great Adventure. But I want $5. So I said, could I borrow $5? My She'ela is $5. But what's my Bakosha? The Bakosha is the Tachlis of the $5. I want Coke. The she'ila is, I want the money. The bakash is what I'm going to do with it. Okay? So, she'ila is the immediate need. The bakash is the tachlis of the need. So then how do we explain? I have an immediate need, and that is to sit in the house of Hashem. But that's not only the immediate need, that is the end goal as well. Why? So this is a very important idea. And that is that when a person does learns Torah, when a person does mitzvahs, we think, oh, I'm going to I'm going to do a mitzvah, I'm going to learn Torah, and then in 500 years from now when I go up to Shamayim, I'm going to give them a ticket and I'm going to cash in that ticket for some reward and they're going to fan me and they're going to make me feel good as if the mitzvah is the act and the reward is some result that will come about from the act. But it's not really that. The closeness to Hashem and the feeling of sweetness and the feeling of fulfillment that I get from learning, that itself is part of the reward. It will be more felt and, more, and it will be a more acute sensation maybe when it's all said and done. But really, the mitzvah and the reward is synonymous. <laughs> the sweetness, the happiness, the fulfillment, the meaning, the, the sense of satisfaction, the inner peace that a person has from learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, that itself is the reward to an extent. Say, well, really, that's it? No, it will be much more. It will be more acute in the world of truth. But Torah Melchizedek says, there's one thing I'm asking for immediately, but that itself is the tachlis. I don't need any other tachlis. The tachlis itself is to be able to do the mitzvah and to learn the Torah. It's not like the, the money and the coke. I don't really want the money, I want the coke. It's not that Dona is saying, I don't really want to sit in your house and learn. It's really to get some other external reward. No, that... I- in and of itself is synonymous, the mitzvah is synonymous with the reward. And these are all uh, important ideas to bear in mind in the month of Elul. Namely, Ledavid, which we said is the 26th chapter of Tehillim, mentions Hashem's name 13 times. And if you say it morning and night, that's a total of 26 times. 26 times 26 will get you 676. To be mevatel, the 676 klalois 
of the Teichacha. It's a parak that does not have the Ois Gimel because it's focused on one request. As the Gemara in says, we're really not authorized. It's not wise to ask for more than one thing unless the Chsam Sofer says you can narrow down that the purpose of all the requests is And we said two perushim in The first was She'ela is temporary Bakasha is permanent. David HaMelech is saying, my request temporarily in this world is to be able to sit in your house and do mitzvahs. And my bakasha, which is permanent for eternity, is to be able to enjoy your shechina in Olam Haba. Or, as we said from the Dubna Magid, She'ela is the immediate request, the bakasha is the tachlis of the request. And the request to learn Torah and to do mitzvahs is not for some other tachlis, but there's something intrinsic about the performance of mitzvahs and the learning of Torah that it itself is worthy to be an end goal, that the goal is to be able to appreciate that closeness to Hashem, which is synonymous with the performance of the mitzvah. And these are all important things to think about when we recite Parak Chav Zayin, L'davad Hashem, Oyeri You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.